Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Uh, I missed that. I miss saying hey now. Hey now. My favorite part of the Super Bowl was the, the like, there's a half hour before the actual Super Bowl starts. I like that for some reason. And uh, it's mostly because of that deep voice announcer. He makes me laugh every time he talks. And I think that's the same guy we interviewed once, Robin. Who, uh, oh, yes, we did, didn't we? Yeah. That guy, the, you know, <laughs> that guy is just so good. Yeah, there was one announcement he made, and I was like, listen to him showing off. Because, no. you know, he then starts to play with his voice. <laughs> yeah. There's, the, the, he puts, he's got such a deep voice that he doesn't need to do that thing he does at the end. Because he'll go, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, like he, he's got a deep announcer's voice. He could just be, ladies and gentlemen. You know, but he's like, Howard. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He adds That's that right. thing it's at the like end. It's like his signature. Yeah. It's that twist Howard at the end that gets me. Stern. Yeah. I have big ball. Oh. <laughs> Howard. See, guys like him are the reason that I almost didn't go into radio. Because when I got into radio, everyone had voices like that. And I was like, well, how can I be on the radio? There was no such thing as like a crazy morning show like the Howard Stern show. So, you know, I didn't know that I would be allowed to do that. All there so, was was guys making yeah. noises with their deep voices. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know and I was like, what am I going to do? I don't have a deep voice. I don't have one of those. You know, powerful radio voices. What am I going to, how am I going to have a Chris? So I, how I am I going to cut through? <laughs> and I had a thick New, and I had a thick New York accent. <laughs> I was like, hi, everybody. You know, like, like <laughs> people are like, what is he doing on the radio? I know, I know my first radio job. Everyone was like, what is he? Cause it was an announcing job. It was like, that, those were the Rolling Stones. Uh, now music from Cream. Here's, uh, Elvis Costello. What's so funny about peace, love and understanding? But I'd be like, Here's Elvis Costello. Um, what's so funny about peace, love, and under, you know, it was, it was nothing. So how was I going to be successful? What was I going to do? But guys like this were scary to me because, listen to this guy. Signing tonight's performances is Warren Wawa Snipe. <laughs> In celebration of our country, performing America the Beautiful, please welcome multi-Grammy award-winning artist, her. Her. Every, yeah, every time he every time he did that, I'd start laughing. And Beth was like, what are you laughing at? And then I'd explain to her that award-winning, award-winning uh, recording artist. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who talks like that? I think that's the same guy we interviewed. Alan I Roach, think I think so. his name is. Yeah. Alan Roach. <laughs> he just waits for that gig to come every year. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people when I got successful in radio were upset with me because the deep voiced announcers who had always made a good living, they were like, you fucked everything up for us because now everyone wants content from us. They don't want just deep voices. I remember there was a guy, I think it was Dan Ingram. I, I hope that was the guy. He was a very famous radio announcer. I don't know if he's still alive, but Dan Ingram said something like, you fucked everything up. Because <laughs> Dan Ingram was like a guy on WABC radio who used to be like, good morning, love. You know, one of those kind of guys. Hey, everybody. Right. He never said interesting, anything interesting in his entire career. <laughs> yeah, like if he did something interesting, it would be like, whoa, you sing it, honey. You know, or something <laughs> like that. It was just not, it, there was no content. Yeah, Alan Roach was on our show two years ago after the Super Bowl. But some guys were really pissed off at me. Guys with deep voices were pissed off at me when I became famous on the radio because it meant radio stations wanted you to be able to say something. So the guys who had shitty voices, who had content, liked me. They were like, yeah, right on. But the guys with the deep voices, they were like, fuck this. Now, we, now they want us to write shit and be funny and do jokes. And that voice yeah. is already funny on its own. This guy, you yep. know, like you yes. can't help but laugh every time he says her. Ladies and gentlemen, 
<laughs> you know, she spells her name H period E period R period. Yeah, it must stand for something, don't you think? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it does. I think we'd know if it did. Okay. Remember I saw her on Saturday Night Live and I came in to you very excited about her. I thought she yeah. was the real deal because she plays guitar, she sings, she's real, and she has a really good voice, and she has an interesting style. And so I really liked her. Not that I've done any follow-up. I don't really know her songs, but I like her every time I see her. Uh -huh. uh, and um, so I thought she was really good at the Super Bowl. And when she sang America the Beautiful, I liked it. Her, ladies and gentlemen. on he you have to incorporate some of that into your music oh i'll do her version i'll i'll imitate her yeah. i'll go in and sing america the beautiful you know i love when you sing but i her. feel yeah i feel like sometimes you hold back the, the they call that like a trill or you know what i mean like the a, vibrato the, the vibrato uh, the run yeah. they'll she did a run yeah, you need a couple of runs. Don't overdo it, but, you know, everyone's Right, you know, uh, Mariah Carey's the queen of runs. <laughs> right. But her has her own stuff. Like a little like that, just go, America. America. There you go. I know you don't like to be directed in your singing, but I'm just saying I would I could stand a few of those. <laughs> that, that I like. His grace. Like sometimes you'll sing and you go, he'll shed his grace on thee. I want you to go, he shed his grace on thee. <laughs> That's that very, very church style of thing. Yeah. I feel you've rejected that, and now it's time for you no, to get into I, it. I have done that. You know, Aretha was big. I used to cover Aretha. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I like her. Like I could cover Aretha. <laughs> do you know what her's real name is? Here, if you get this one, I'd be very shocked. I do not know what her's real name is. Gabby Wilson. Hmm. Now, that no. doesn't seem right at all. She should have no, changed her, her name. <laughs> Gabby Wilson. <laughs> to sing America the Beautiful. But she's very talented. I like her. Uh, oh, here they wrote me a note. The musical runs are called a melisma. melisma. Oh, hoo-ha? A melisma. So I want more melisma. I call melisma. him a Gabby Wilson. Right. <laughs> Do more melisma in your music, if you don't mind. <laughs> Just say Malisma. I've never heard Malisma. Let's get back to the deep voice guy. I'm going to name a cat. You should name a cat Malisma. <laughs> Presenting the colors this evening is a joint service color guard from the military district of Washington. They are joined by drummers from the United States Army Field Band, Washington, D.C. <laughs> to honor America. And perform our national anthem. Please welcome Grammy nominated country superstar Eric Church and multi Grammy Church. nominated recording artist Jasmine Sullivan. Oh my God. See, he, he, gets it, he gets that. The covers this evening. Sullivan. He said he put an extra <laughs> syllable in church. Did he? What'd he say? Hey, church. 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 And Alan Church. <laughs> and now here to fuck a bald eagle is Eric Church. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if he falls into a chair after he does one of those things. He's exhausted. It so effortful, yeah. 
I have giant testicles, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and to celebrate America, I will now ring the Liberty Bell uh, with my giant balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had my deep voice machine right now. You don't have it? No. I could do some funny stuff with it. Um. I can't get enough of this guy. I thought her was really good. And, uh, you know, I I just read that the guy, The Weeknd, he spent $7 million of his own money to make that event happen. You know, the halftime show. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, wouldn't you say, look, you're not paying me for this, but we're going to put some production. I don't, you know, Gary told me that he read that. And I said, you know. I heard I don't somebody else it. say it, too. I think it's yeah. being reported in a number of places. Yeah, I don't believe that he put seven. I'd like to see the it actual check. It didn't look check. like $7 million. I would like to see where that $7 million went. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, the <laughs> NFL, they, they make a lot of money, even in yes. these horrible times. And uh, I think it would be fair to say, look, I'm going to do your halftime show, and you're not paying me, uh, but you're going to have to put up money for production, or else I'm not doing it. So. I don't I, I'm calling bullshit fake news on that seven million dollar. But again, I don't know. I'm, this is I don't even know that uh, the weekend has made seven million dollars. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know that he's worth seven million dollars because it's the first. I, I, I know I'm, I'm this is geezer talk. I've never even heard of the guy until I saw him showing up with all those bandages on his face. Right, right. And it. Supposedly, he's got a lot of hits and stuff, and I'm like... No, he doesn't. I'm looking... I said when they named him, I said, I didn't think he had enough hits to make a Super Bowl show. He sang one song twice. He did? (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't recognize any... There was one song I sort of recognized, but I don't... You know, but again, I I recognize that I'm older now, and there's a generational thing, so... But he didn't seem to be... My cup of tea the weekend. And what is with those bandages? Like, what is he's what's his statement there? I, I, I know have he, no idea. You know, like when he first did that, some, you know, people were speculating that he was hiding, that he had had plastic surgery. But he looked like a normal human being last night. So right. I think it was just some kind of a, a you know, a, like a performance art kind of thing. Yeah. Does anyone know why the weekend wears bandages on his face and then has other guys wearing bandages on his face? Like this is definitely a statement. The, the message is lost on me. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but maybe it means like, you know, he's tired of people disguising themselves and not showing their truth. Like there's something good in his head that we're supposed well, to get. Well, if you have to go look it up, I mean, is it a good message? Now I got to go investigate what it means. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that Spit vested in the weekend. That I, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to uh, look that up. Don't give me a homework assignment. Like maybe it's like America is suffering and we're or or maybe it's a statement on plastic surgery and what people are doing to their faces. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of that. It's definitely creepy. It, it, maybe it was a statement about that that coach who hit the the kid within the driving accident. I doubt if he could have put together. You know, he he did that months ago on Saturday Night yeah. Live when he came out with all the blood and bandages. So I see. I don't think it had to do with that. You don't think he predicted what would happen with the coach? <laughs> He's a soothsayer. Yeah. He's yeah. Nostril Damas. <laughs> Nostril Damas. The weekend's real name is what, Robin? You should know. Oh, that. God. Weekday? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Abel Tesfe. Abel Tesfe. What? Yes, Where Abel Tesfe. come from? Gabby right. and Abel? Yep. That's why they changed their whole identity. Yeah, their parents mm. were really off the mark. Right. Um... What else do I have you? Oh, you want more deep voice guy? Yeah. Okay. One more. This is uh, Alan Roach announcing the presentation of the Vince Lombardi trophy. It's good. And now, direct your attention to the field for the presentation. <laughs> and now. <laughs> He's like, this is my last shot. I got to make this yeah. a good one. And now. 
how do you stretch out the word now? They should have an over under on all his words. Like, how long can he make the word now last? And now. <laughs> I got to you know, milk this. You know who is a pretty good announcer voice? They had a commercial where uh, Brad Pitt was the announcer on the commercial. He did the was voiceover. He? And he was really good. He sounded like um like a deep voice guy. I didn't and notice now, Brad doing anything. Yeah. Well, you didn't notice because <laughs> they didn't show him. Yeah, but and I now, didn't know his voice. I was, wasn't paying attention, I guess. Of the Vince Lombardi Trophy. The Vince yeah. Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> that, uh, that, that, um, what do you call that? A hologram? Yes. That I I said to my wife, I think that's supposed to be Vince Lombardi. And then then when they did the close up, it was a black guy. And I, I said, Vince Lombardi was a white guy, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Was that a black guy playing Vince Lombardi? No, that was Vince Lombardi, like a hologram of Vince Lombardi. But I guess they colored it in or something. Yeah, I mean, he was he looked like tan mom. Well, he also looked like he was a detective. I was like, that's Vince Lombardi, but he looks like he's <laughs> yeah. looking for a culprit. Yeah, like Dick <laughs> with Tracy. With the trench coat and the yeah. fedora. And now, here's Vince Lombardi looking like Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Vince Lombardi in blackface. <laughs> Oh, here we Vince go. Vince Lombardi, the black detective. Right. <laughs> the weekend on what the head bandages mean. I'm curious. Here it is. The significance of the entire head bandages is reflecting on the absurd culture of Hollywood celebrity and people manipulating themselves for superficial reasons to please and be validated. Okay. That's where I thought well, it was. Who doesn't do that more than him? Yeah. Well. He's against it, but he does it. Well, he's got to do it. He's in show business. <laughs> What's he gonna do? He just doesn't like doing it. He wishes he didn't have to. I see. Yeah. He he changed his whole name and he's upset with people changing their identity. He calls himself the weekend. Oh, please. He's had five different hairdos. I mean yeah. he does the whole thing. Look at what he was wearing last night. A sparkly red suit. So maybe that's what he's trying to tell you. He he hates what he's become. Oh. Mm. Well that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was so horrible. Uh, let me see. Before I get to the actual Super Bowl and my thoughts about it, not that they're all that profound because it's the first football game I've watched all season. And by the <laughs> me way, too. I felt really ter terrible because I was like, uh, these guys had an amazing season on both sides and I knew nothing of it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and how happy game. are you? And how happy are you that you know nothing about it? Because you know what? We saw the Super Bowl. We saw the culminate. We saw the ending and we didn't miss a fucking thing. I mean, I still do not understand how people have so little to do that they can spend an entire weekend watching football. I mean, uh, it's it's four hours, these games. They're four hours with the commercials and all the you know prep you have to do. And I just don't know that I could do. That. It just seems like a colossal waste of time. I'd rather go out and take a walk. And sit there and watch guys play football. I mean, it's great. And the Super well, Bowl was, was great. Uh, uh, it's supposed to be the winter game when you don't want to go out and walk because it's cold. Well, fuck. I mean, don't you have any hobbies where you actually are Tom Brady or you're the, you know, in other words, my psychology in life and the enjoyment of life is like, I, I don't, I always want to be doing something that I'm like kind of learning. I mean, not that I, you know, I don't know. It just seems like a huge investment in time to watch all of these games. And you but and the, I, you know what they do? The people who are really into it, they try to learn different plays and they watch the signals so they great. can call the game <laughs> themselves. Yeah. You know, they have I can a do whole that thing too. they're doing. <laughs> I watch one game and I can do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm it when, talking. yeah, me, I have no idea what's going on. And when I say something to myself, like, 
oh, that was a, a great run or that, wow, that was a great cut he made. And then the announcer on TV says, what a cut he made. Right. And then you go, <laughs> like, hey, I could do this. Yeah, you probably could. <laughs> well, that's an interesting job, though. They watch things that you're watching and tell you what you just watched. Yeah, but you know what? I said to my wife, I said, thank God for those guys because uh, I don't watch enough football. I need that extra kind of push. I like it. All right. Like, I was bummed out. I know they have a rule in the uh, NFL that if somebody runs onto the field, they cut away, which annoys the fuck out of me. They don't want to encourage other people running onto the field. And um, so, you know, during the game, you saw that guy run on the field and then they yeah, cut the away. Yeah, they called him, but he wasn't naked. But uh, on the radio broadcast, they called the whole thing like it was a sports play. It was great. This is uh, Kevin Harlan calling uh, this guy running onto the field. And it's so good. I was so glad to hear this because I didn't know what happened. And it just <laughs> sounds so funny. 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a bra. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your <laughs> pants, take off the bra, and be a man. And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why, oh, why? Is this taking place in a Super Bowl? Well, in the middle of a pandemic, too. I mean, why do you? Well, he was masklessly. That's what I didn't yeah. like about it. That uh, you know, he was endangering other people's lives and supposedly a fan of the game. And he's you know, he could have hurt some. I'm of surprised the playing on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised the announcer didn't get in trouble because he said, "Take off your bra and pull up your pants and be a man." And now he's going to have to apologize to people, to men who wear bras. <laughs> well, I was thinking that, yeah, he'd better be glad it's uh, a streaker in a pandemic because otherwise everybody be focusing on what he just said. That's right. Because we've gotten nuts. <laughs> I watched the greatest video yesterday. My wife couldn't believe I was sitting and watching. I watched the whole thing. It was Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner. Um, Caitlyn Jenner was really excited because his daughter, Kylie, who is a makeup mogul, evidently, she has a big makeup company. This is the first time Kylie was going to do Caitlyn's makeup. And um, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner, you know, was like, hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time Kylie's going to do my makeup. <laughs> and then, like... She goes into the Kylie Jenner makeup office and, 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 and Caitlin's very proud that her daughter is like a mogul now. And, um, and Kylie does a full makeup makeover on Caitlin Jenner. And I watched, uh, it must have been about 15 minutes. I watched the whole thing. I loved it. Yeah. Kylie my wife, was Olivia Jade before Olivia Jade was Olivia yeah. Jade. But my wife's going, I can't believe you're watching this. I, I'm not watching this, you know, because I was sitting at the breakfast table watching it on my phone. <laughs> Guess who had to come running over at the I, end? At the end you of the have the nerve to get on guys' cases for watching football? No, come on. Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> getting full makeup from her daughter? That's a different story. That should have been come the on. halftime show. <laughs> yeah. Well, according to Forbes magazine, Kylie Jenner is worth $700 million. And even Caitlyn yeah, was like, she's not a billionaire anymore. She was supposed to be like this young billionaire. But that's ridiculous. But, I mean, that 700, she got, and, and even Caitlyn went, you know, when my daughter was really, you know, when my daughter was really young, she used to joke all the time that she was going to have a, a very big uh, makeup company. And I, <laughs> and I used to think, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and now, and. And and uh, and Caitlin is all over the place with that voice. She can't decide whether to go. I know full it's up and down. It's I don't yeah. think she's in control. I think it's like a boy in puberty. You just yeah. never know what it's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I really Google uh, that video. I loved it. I thought it was fabulous. And, well, how uh, was the end? You're not giving us the reveal. Honestly, um. I didn't think the makeup job was that great. I wanted more. <laughs> you know, more intense. Like I wanted something. 
I wanted Caitlyn to look really super femme at the end of it, and and it was a little too natural. She gave her nude lips, and uh, uh, she didn't really clam her up enough. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But Caitlyn, you know, with the voice, sounded a little bit like that football announcer. She starts up high. She's like, hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she's got to work on that. Oh, you know who I felt bad for on the Super Bowl? I knew that John Hine on the over under on the um on the national anthem he had the under the under was i think it was like a minute 59 and he had the under usually the national anthem goes pretty quick well this uh, country guy uh Eric Church and i guess he's country and and Jasmine Sullivan i don't know who she is but they came out to do a a, a national anthem and i said to i said to uh, John you must have been fucked as soon as you heard the guitar intro because they would take it up like 10 seconds just with that. <laughs> they didn't even start. Oh, been right. Funny not. <laughs> and then on the first sentence, they were dragging it out. I mean, I said, you knew you. He goes, I knew I was screwed right from the guitar. That's right. He just started peeling yeah. off cash. At yeah. That point. He dropped a, a big amount on that uh, over under. It's like, oh, what? Just go right into it. Oh, okay. Is that once you go to that tempo, you're fucked. Mm, that's There's no right. minute 59. It's just like, oh no, the over was considerable. <laughs> did you know you, how, how far into the song did you know you were fucked? I say the opening. Three, Three notes. notes. The second he started <laughs> playing the guitar that slowly, just burn the money. It's gone. Right. Forget it's gone. It. And it's the unders hit so many times on the national anthem too. And and her did that great America beautiful performance. Right. And I was like, all right, this is going to be short and sweet. And then I hear those first notes played, and I'm just like, that's it. Tear it up. It's done. And yeah, uh, because over. you must have been very hopeful because her really kind of dragged out her America the beautiful and really you know played it up with the guitar. So you say, hey, they probably even said to him, can you speed this up? We're running a little behind because of her. It was a bad night. I mean, for for me and Will and a lot of other people. I mean, I missed a coin toss for crying out loud. It was just, it was ugly. <laughs> That's like oh, the dumbest such bet. stupid bets. You know, yeah, there's so no great. skill to coin toss. Robin, yeah, seven, of the seven of the last eight Super Bowls came up tails, okay? And tails never fails. But apparently, <laughs> last night heads did this in. It did. It did. I remember it was head. I said, oh, poor John. But the, the song, oh, my God. I, do you know the actual time of this thing? I, I've got it at 2.16. 2.16. Oh, 16. my God. <laughs> oh. Did you want to just, like, go over there and just kill yourself? It's the national anthem, too. You know, how can you get upset? And I'm like, oh. Thank God her did that great version of America the Beautiful because I was ready to throw something at the screen as they drag <laughs> this thing out. I have a theory that, like, because America's so divided, they did a slow... See, this is what I was trying to tell you this. I would have taken the over this year because they're trying to drag out the national anthem to bring everyone together, you know? Like, make it they emotional. Had they had a country singer. They had an R&B singer. They really right. wanted to show, you know... White and again. black. Yeah. Three guitar notes, over. Right, a little over. too much simple. Plus, he was singing with a woman. They had to each get equal time. Equal time, and then they have to outdo each other. Like she's like, oh, oh, oh. right. They're on a schedule. You figure they'd have to move it along to get the game on time, but nah. It's gambler's logic. Didn't work. <laughs> I knew you were in trouble when they said, oh, say, can you see John Hine lose his money? <laughs> <laughs> Too many melismas or whatever that word is. <laughs> yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't sing this any slower. Like, she's yeah. even lagging behind. She's making yeah. it longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you... Sit there and watch the thing, or do you turn it off or like walk away and discuss right at the beginning? Well, you're hoping maybe they'll speed it up somehow, like the <laughs> yeah. second half, you know, they'll move them along, but no. But there was so much game left to play and so many other things to lose money on. It was, uh, you yeah. know, it was yeah, great. I mean, I don't, 
I don't mean to give away your personal business, but he bet $100,000 on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> national anthem. <laughs> and thought I was going to make it back in the coin toss. Yeah, and yeah he, he was wiped out, man. Did you end up losing money on all your bets? The only thing I hit was I hedged Tom Brady being the MVP. That I right. hit. But everything, I had the Chiefs. I had the over and the under came in. Oh, it my was just, goodness. It was, it was a yeah. bad day. Let, let me ask you something. If you have the Chiefs and you believe Kansas City's going to win, why would you bet that Tom Brady's going to be MVP? I mean, it's a hedge. It's just, it's just oh. a hedge. Just in I, case all the other things, you know, you bet the other way just to salvage something. Exactly. So were you rooting for Kansas City or was it purely just a, a bet? Oh, I was rooting for Kansas City to win by more than three points. <laughs> all right, that's pretty much all it came down to. I didn't care, but then you're then you're like, in hindsight, how do you bet against Tom Brady? I mean, it's just, oh, that's what so I good. said. I was Brady all the way. I was like, let him do it. You know, I um, had no money, so I had no skin in the game or anything like that. I don't like betting on. I don't like betting. Period. I I just feel like I work too hard for my money. I have too much respect for money to bet. I don't even want to lose a dollar. In a bet, I get it, it's this. If I lost a dollar or a million dollars, I'd be upset. I just don't like losing money in fucking betting. I, I, it just disturbs me. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to go to Atlantic City and play for a few dollars. But at least I was playing a game like it was up to me. It was a it, social thing. Yeah. But I don't know. I. It just drives me crazy to lose, and I don't enjoy it. So, Well, I think it's crazy that a lot of these guys, they can't really watch the game unless they're betting on it. Yeah, that's a, another psychology I don't get. Like, I know guys who go like, you know, I don't really love football, but I love gambling. And it's like, if I didn't bet on the game, I wouldn't enjoy it. That's a whole nother deviance yeah. I don't even understand. <laughs> so... um Howard, didn't you like playing poker for a little while, though? Yeah, but it's just, like, like Robin said, it's a social thing, and also you have to use some skill. You know, you have to bluff, and you have to, you know, read other people. So, uh, but but again, I don't like losing money in gambling. So, yeah, I, I, I do it, and I used to love to play poker because it got me out on a Friday night. I was with the guys, and there'd be drinking involved, and it was kind of fun. And, 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 and a lot of bullshit talk about girls and all that stuff. So it was like really kind of cool. But, uh, and we had a pretty good game going. Remember, we used to be Senator D'Amato, me, um, who else played in that? Um, uh, didn't Stephen Baldwin or somebody once play? I think he played <laughs> one time, you know, and then, and then you had us regular dudes that were like schlubs who would just sit there with uh, these guys and play. They'd be in a hotel yeah. room and Ralph would take a bath. I remember that. Yeah. Like we'd have this big game and Ralph would go, Oh, this is such a nice room. I should have <laughs> known something was up. It was like, it was like, uh, he goes, <laughs> I'm so blind. I go, uh, I go, uh, Hey, we're having the game. He goes, Hey, you know what? It's such a nice room. I'm just going to go there and take like a slow bath and I'll come out and play later. I'm going, dude, we, we need a bunch of guys. We need a bunch of guys. Now's the time to play. Yeah, but you got enough guys. I'm just going to go luxuriate in the bathtub. And I was like, and then you walk by, take a piss or something. You see this naked man in a tub. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but uh, I remember also Ralph. I told you, Ralph's not allowed to come to my house anymore. You know, except for work, but I used to have them over socially. And I've, I've told that story a million times. So I'm not going to go into it again. But I remember, too, Jason used to have a poker game. I don't know if you played in it, John, but Jason uh, had a, a poker game. And he had to ban Ralph from his house for bad behavior. I wasn't the only one. What did Ralph used to do at your place, Jason? He just, he kept, first of all, he get belligerent, right? So he just, you know, he, he crossed that line where from ball busting to just like, you're just being mean to people and you're making everyone uncomfortable. And, you know, I prefer you not be in my house while you're doing this. Um, and then he was, and then he was also very like shady with the cards. Like he's always holding them under the table and then coming up with the, <laughs> these incredible fucking hands. And I was just like, dude, I just want to have fun and not worry about people cheating and not have people leave my house all angry at me because you yelled well, at them. Well, Ralph is way to say I got to defend Ralph. He's not a cheater. He he doesn't, I don't think Ralph's, cheat. I don't think Ralph's a cheater, but he did enough shady stuff. And if Chris or whoever else was in those poker matches, uh, well, I say, where you just didn't trust what was going on. Like it was just, it was, you know, hold your cards over the table like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, just do it. 
So, yeah, Ralph is not allowed over when other people are over. Ralph is still wow. very much invited here uh, solo. Uh, but, uh, yeah, not I around see. my friends. Yeah. Interesting. Well, in any case, I was texting with Ralph the entire time during the Super Bowl. He's kind of fun yeah. to text with. And he was upset. I, I thought the best commercial of the night. Uh, you guys might disagree, but I thought the best commercial of the night was the one with um, Adam Levine, Gwen Stefani, and the uh, the country guy, Blake Shelton. Uh, really? I, yeah, I thought that was really funny and 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 well written. Where she's she's obviously just divorced. She's ready to start dating again, and um, because the phone connection is so bad, she ends up with Blake Shelton. I thought that was uh, yeah, very clever idea, but I thought I loved watching John Travolta dance with his daughter. I didn't see that. So maybe that's I missed that. I would have liked mm. to have seen that. Yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah. How yeah, did I miss the, that? you know, it was a whole bunch of things about people having to stay in their backyards this uh, oh. year. And so everybody was doing things in the backyard. And, and John and his daughter were trying to make a TikTok video of the two of them dancing. There were Anybody different like celebrities the, doing different stuff in that yeah. video. They went to Travolta twice, but his head is fully shaved now, and he's got right. the and he looks goatee, good. and he looks good, and he can still he can still move, man. Oh, so, my well, goodness, you know, he can dance, yeah. The, you really do need celebrities in these Super Bowl commercials, or else you don't even pay attention. It's true. Like when I, First of all, I thought it was a real um, accolade for Adam Levine to be chosen to be in a vid in, in a commercial with Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, considering he hasn't been on the the voice in two years. In other words, they didn't go to anybody else. He hasn't been on that show for two years. And yet he's still associated with that show. When they went to cast a commercial, they used Adam Levine. They didn't use but any. They of the couldn't have used anybody else. Well, yeah, at that but, time, Adam was on the show. When they yeah. when Gwen and and what's his name hooked up. Well, yeah, but. You know, you could have made it with someone else, but I still think he's so heavily identified with the voice, Adam Levine, that I don't think CBS wanted to advertise the voice so much. How much money do you think like Gwen Stefani? I'm talking about individually. Do you think that Adam Levine, Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton get like a million dollars a piece to appear in one of those things? I hope so. Yeah. Yes. That's what yeah. I would say. I think. Yeah. Everybody who showed up, I was like. Well, Samuel L. Jackson got a million dollars and Cardi B got a million dollars. I was just counting but, the money. But don't you think a lot of these celebrities are desperate? And don't you think they'll go like, hey, look, uh, Cardi B, you, you haven't had a hit song in a while. We, we could get you for 10 grand because you just are want you to talking be about Bowl. Jason Alexander, really? No, I'm not. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't see his commercial. He but I bet you, uh, he was all over that commercial. Yeah, I mean, the, the tie. It was fun. I mean, it was a, it was an interesting bit. He just well, got well, a hoodie well, you, with uh, his, his face, face on, on it, it. and yeah. the expressions you, kept changing on it. I didn't see that one either. But do you think Robin's right? Do you think they go to a Jason Alexander and say, "Look, Seinfeld, great. You know, they, they tried putting you in your own sitcom after uh, Seinfeld didn't work out." We want to put you in a Super Bowl commercial, but you're not getting uh, Adam Levine money. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna work for ten thousand dollars. That's it. You wonder you're because all us. these, all yeah. these shows. <laughs> and I love shows, Jason. I'm just making jokes. Yeah, yeah you know, all, all right, these shows stream. They they stream right now, so they're on quite a bit. Like The Office, there are people from on a lot yes, of the ads. But does Jason and, Alexander have the bargaining power? He goes. All right, I'm not doing this commercial unless you give me a million dollars. And they're like, okay, fuck you. We'll go get someone else. <laughs> That's probably we'll true. get Newman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, both Sal and Gary told me they were, I thought the commercial was really good. The girl who got adopted and she had no legs and she became yeah. a professional swimmer, like a, an Olympic swimmer, I guess. Uh, I thought that was really good. But Gary brought up an interesting point. He was upset with it. So was Sal because. He felt they were playing on your emotions to sell a Toyota, that you shouldn't do that. But I don't know, you guys. That's so ridiculous. a corporation, uh, you know what I mean? Do you think tying the legless girl into selling a Toyota is wrong? I don't think no. it is. It made me almost cry, right? And then right. I'm like, Toyota, I don't know, it just pissed me off. I don't know if, it, I don't know if any I other brand could have made it better. You felt manipulated by Toyota. Yeah, yeah, which no. I guess is what they were trying to do. 
Yeah, you, you know, uh, Bruce Springsteen sitting in a Jeep trying to tell us all to be better people. Yeah, what was up with that? I didn't like that. Hey, Robin, Robin, he, he clearly told you the ground you stand on is common ground. Now, come on, let's all get together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never saw. If I was I Bruce, Bruce, I would have been like, I'm not reading this crap. What the fuck are you talking about? And then why is Bruce? The- why is Bruce wearing a cowboy hat? He's from yeah. fucking Jersey. What's going I, on? I again, I think he's mistaken. You know, like he doesn't know where he's from. <laughs> you know what I think? Mine's a little more devious. I think Bruce wants to be from anywhere but New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's going. He's desperate. He's doing to have everything he can. Yes. He even put on a cowboy hat. <laughs> I think he was even wearing a duster. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a policeman's uniform, uh, but they, <laughs> <laughs> they changed it. I yeah, the, the Bruce sentiment. one, I, the Bruce one didn't come off so well for me. But the uh, uh, the, the the girl with the with the with, amputations. She here's great. the way I looked at it: like this, like, hey, I wouldn't know about this girl any other way than if Toyota shelled out the bucks to tell her story, and she probably you know got a bunch of dough for it. Because, you know, Toyota doesn't want to And guess what? Shit. All those other Olympic stars, they can sell things. Is that girl an Olympic star or is she special? Or a special Olympic? Olympic. Para, I, I don't para know. Olympic. They said, para, what is that? Wait, 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 I, I can't hear. What? I think it's the Paralympics, which is the Olympics for oh. handicapped people. Okay, got you. Yeah. I mean, what? Disabled, what? Gary. Disabled, yeah. Uh, you're fired. Sorry. <laughs> canceled. I'm canceled. Well, you should learn that it's disabled. What did he say, Robin? Handicapped. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Apologize. <laughs> Sorry. I'd like to apologize to my wife. I don't even yeah. know if disabled, right? I don't know anything. <laughs> Sal, I heard like during the entire, like, you're not very manly. Like, I want to say this is manly, but it's not. You played online poker the entire Super Bowl. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't like I, I football. Mean, uh, I, I kind of like it. I, I mean, I was watching it, you know, uh, for the Chiefs because I wanted to see Mahomes take down Brady because he's a phenomenal quarterback. But for the most part, I, I just enjoy playing online poker, and I figured. Can I tell it, you it something? Would, it would help the, the the game go by a little quicker. Did you win? No, I lost a hundred dollars. Yeah, I nobody wins yeah. with that. No, you don't win at no. poker, especially online poker. That, does, that doesn't happen unless you know, I, really know I what you're I love doing. those the the online mm-hmm. gambling ads because yeah. they say they'll give you something. They don't give anything. They no. You come on and they hand you $25. You give it right back. <laughs> right. And then you give them some of your money. It's great. Howard, did you notice that... Um, that uh, like when the fourth quarter started, there was a DraftKings commercial, and they're like, "Hey, it's not too late to place a bet." I'm like, "What?" I know they had a over? wacky bet for the end of the game. Yeah. So what did they? What Gary? What did he say at the end there? It's not too late to place a bet. So so in the fourth quarter, you can. I'm like, "What's left to bet on?" Clearly, Tampa's going to win, but now you can bet on how much they're going to win by, or a whole bunch of other dumb shit that happens in the fourth quarter. Like you, and there was one betting. special one that you everybody could just pile in, and the possibility was you could win a million dollars. Yes, but of course, you know you're putting money in, and nobody's winning a million dollars. Uh, that must be what Ralph was texting me about because he was sending me this thing for five bucks you put in, and then you're supposed to get money back. It's guaranteed. Guaranteed, and he goes, nah, you know, I don't know. He got, yeah, but you had to call to something perfectly. Yeah. But anyway, I, um, you know, I'm a, I'm the opposite of you, Sal. And, and this is what, um, I was so rooting for Tom Brady because right. to me, it is the greatest story ever. And I related to it in some ways as a guy who works for a living. Like Tom Brady was playing for New England. And again, what I know about sports is zero, but this is the way I play it out of my head. He's playing for New England. He's doing this great job. Probably Belichick decides, you know what? I got to start preparing for the future. How many more years does Brady have? And they cast him out. They cast him out. We're done with you. You're done. And uh, Belichick, who always gets all the credit for Tom Brady, always gets all the credit for all of the New England wins. And everyone was like, yeah, you know, Tom Brady is a great player. Don't get me wrong. But Belichick's the brain. Belichick's the one who put this all together. 
Tom Brady works for a great organization, blah, 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 blah. And I know that feeling because in radio, especially early in my career, I'd go to work for a radio station. Uh, quite frankly, not to be too egotistical, I'd bring them up to number one. And then the, the, the general manager would haul me in his office angry and go, why are they giving you all the fucking credit? I don't understand why you're getting the credit. Don't they know what I'm doing? I, I increased the signal. I uh, did this. I, I hired a new program director. I had a five-point plan for sales. I, I'm like, who the fuck are you, Chairman Mao, with your five-point plan for the country? I mean, who you know, fuck you, man. I, I went on in the morning and, and did something or original, and they're, they're crediting me. You can't let me have my fucking moment. Lord knows you're not paying me. At least let me have my fame and my, and my reward of being called a, a hero here. So in many ways, I'd sit there and like, like, so Tom Brady, this guy who's won all these Super Bowls for New England, and then they trade him. Or they say, fuck you, get out of here. Brady, at 42 years old at that point, now he's 43, he goes ahead and, and says, you know what, I'll go to Tampa Bay, which was a shitty team, right? Tampa Bay was not a good team. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay was not a contender. They hadn't and been in the playoffs go- in 14 years. They're a terrible team. And that's what I would do. I would go to shitty radio stations. I never went to a good radio station ever in my entire career. You know, even coming to Sirius, there were two satellite companies. One was tremendously successful and one was completely fucked. Everything they did was wrong. I went to the the one that was just about out of business. That turns (laughs) me on. And, you know, uh, it, it makes me so proud when I see Sirius XM. Like Sirius bought out XM and XM was the leader. I love it. And if I had anything to do with that, God bless me and it makes me happy. So I relate to Tom Brady. The guy said, and you know what I was thinking the whole time? You know, must be fucking angry today is uh, the guy with the massage. What's his name? Um, the owner. Oh, Kraft. Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft. Yeah. Oh, you Bob know Kraft. what? That's so funny because when I looked up, you know, they went to the owner's box and I was like, oh, my God, there's no Bob Kraft. Right. That's all over. Well, Bob Kraft must be like, you know, probably Belichick came to Bob Kraft and said, look, I've done well for you. I know you love Tom and Tom's your boy and blah, blah, blah. We all love Tom. But it's time to get rid of him. It's time to build for the future. And, and probably um, uh, Bob Kraft was kind of like, you know, geez, I, I, I feel funny. But hey, Bill Belichick goes, you know, Belichick, goes, you got to listen to me. You don't listen to me. I'm leaving. Right away. Yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah. Taking I'm going home. All right, uh, Bill, we'll we'll keep you and we'll get rid of Tom. Probably should have kept Tom and gotten rid of Bill. Have another no. Super Bowl ring, probably. He'd have another Super Bowl ring and, <laughs> and God knows what well, you know, listen, Bob Kraft will go down in history as a greater the greatest owner. But no, he sticks with Belichick. Brady goes off to Tampa Bay, and I'm sure the, the, the two of them are sitting there, ha, 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 Tampa Bay, ha, 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 ha. yeah, and they brought back Gronk. And ha, 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 ha. Yeah, but, it, you know, they looked like they were um, right at the beginning. Well, anyway. But the end is completely different. The whole time, I'm fucking going, come on, Brady. And also, like Ralph wrote me, Ralph is weird. He was rooting for Brady, too. I was surprised because... He doesn't want Richard and Mahomes to win. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, fuck Richard and Mahomes and uh, because Richard yeah, loves sure Mahomes Richard so much. Yeah, Richard is depressed today. Uh, people were texting me like there was a death in the family. Like, about <laughs> yeah. Richard. I'm like, what the? I go, he's gonna, yeah. he, he gets to sleep late today. He's on paternity leave. Yeah, by the I mean, way, the guy, how, long how, has Richard, how long has Richard been on paternity leave? Give me a fucking I'm, break. About eight months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him in months. I mean, what, what's going on with that? When did that happen? Why, when did paternity How long leave is become? maternity leave? I mean, maternity. Paternity leave. <laughs> Seriously. This is a guy who you know who's not helping at all at home. I mean, he no, he's even in the way, toilet. probably. She's waiting for him to go back to work. Right. If I had two kids at home, I'd be working. I'm like, you know what? I need a break. I need to get to work. I'd be in my basement and getting away from all that. Those kids screaming and yelling. I mean, this paternity leave is the funniest thing. To what is that kid in third grade now? I mean, how long is he? I haven't just graduated high school. I mean, we. I mean, what the hell? What is going on? What? How long has he been? How how long has he been? Well, the baby was born right in the holidays, right? Yeah, December. I think it's like December around December seventh, so January, February. So it's been two months and around two months, a little over. Oh my God! How does that? I think he's got another month left. I think I missed two days of work when my kids were born. I think I I, I made my kids. 
I think I induced my kids so they'd come out on the weekend so I wouldn't miss any work. <laughs> Howard, I think, I think the, I mean, I haven't, I don't know exactly, but I think the rules are now that you can take three months, however you want to break it up in the first year. So like Richard is, could have come back today and then taken off another month, say in October. Is Richard nursing the, is, is this job so fucking difficult <laughs> that you need paternity leave? I mean, we're making phony phone calls. I mean, no offense. I'll bet <laughs> you that her mother is there. <laughs> Helping her and Richard's right. watching them. I think Richard's having more babies just so he doesn't have to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, since the pandemic, we all work from home. It's not like to take a couple of hours a day and be on the show. Yeah, he has no a... commute, nothing. Yeah. Oh, what a what a racket. I might actually have another kid. Get some of this paternity leave. <laughs> no one's going to let you have maternity leave. No, 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 no. You never see me with paternity leave. <laughs> right, by the way, do you know that there's I so mean, many you know, you know, when you think about it, you know, Richard's job is like whipping out his cock and having Sal manipulated against his will. And it's like, you know, like Richard pretends he doesn't want his cock touch and then Sal right. grabs it. I mean, that's his job. I mean, or, or, or showing his asshole and drinking beer right. from it. Is it really that demand? I mean, it, can you make the case that it's a demanding it's the phony job? Phone calls. It's the phony right. phone calls. Yeah, I got to use my Ethel voice. That's a <laughs> lot of work. I mean, like, like it would be funny to see Richard today talking about Mahomes and how upset he is. Yeah, and crying. Howard, you know, you know, there's a ton of rules about this too. Like, I can, so for instance, me, I can text Richard and say. How's the baby? Send a picture of the baby, but I, I can't text him and say like, "Hey, where did you leave that file?" You cannot in that three month period. Look, you cannot listen, communicate with him about work. I got to tell you the bottom line for me, and and again, I look. People say I'm insensitive to this stuff. I, it's just as somebody who has worked hard his whole life. I've had three children. I didn't miss. I think I took maybe a few days off from work to help uh, my wife out. What, like I was some kind of fucking help? I'm no fucking help. What am I going to do? I get <laughs> bored after 10 minutes with kids. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm not right. good with that shit. I'm good at earning a living. That's it. And, and But Richard is but, just like a child, so he spends a lot of time with the baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, we do all the same thing. We already have so much in common, and he's only a month old. We both shit ourselves. Yeah. By the way, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he made his kid cry last night. He probably dressed that kid up and all his older kid probably had that kid dressed up in all chief stuff, got him all wound up. And then the kid probably cried the whole night. You know what a dad can do to help his kids? And I know I sound old fashioned work, make money for the family. That's what you do. That's the best yeah, contribution you can make. You're going to get a ton of email screaming yeah, at you. Yeah, I know. But here's, here's the real bottom line. And uh, I'll tell Richard this when he someday comes back to work after his kids are grown up. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Robin as an example again. Robin Quivers had a very severe cancer. Not some, some kind right. of cancer that, you know, oh, yeah, they removed them all and everything. But 